Welcome to the CDH Counseling Podcast. My name is Mike Brewer, and I'm one of the four school counselors at CDH. Together with our two college counselors, our registrar, and Mrs. Redding, we make up your CDH Counseling Department. Our mission is to serve our students, families, faculty, and administration. We strive for every student and family at CDH to feel connected and informed. This podcast will offer a series of discussions with that goal in mind. Go Raiders. back to the CDH School Counseling Podcast. This week's episode is going to focus on the CDH All School Testing Day, which is coming up on October 10th, 2018. Every year in the counseling office, we receive a number of questions surrounding the test day and what it actually means to their student. Um, So this episode is going to break all of that down and cover what we're doing at the 9th 10th and 11th grade levels. And seniors, enjoy your day off. So just a quick recap of our history of the all-school testing day. The PSAT has, for as long as I've been here, been presented to the junior class, the 11th graders, uh, on the all-school testing day with the main objective of allowing our students another run at a standardized test. Specifically with the PSAT, that carries with it the availability of qualifying for the National Merit Scholarship. We discussed the applicability of that test in our school community since the majority of our students take the ACT only, but there has been tied with it some predictive measures for the AP programming, which is, which is another college board program. The ninth graders used to take the differential aptitude test, which was just a, an opportunity for us to assess aptitudes. However, it wasn't widely used by anybody in the school. And several years ago, we just stepped back and took a look at why we were offering that test and and decided to make a change to the Aspire test. That hit the testing world and the educational world like a freight train, and and, uh, we'll just leave it that it wasn't very user-friendly for anyone involved. You as the reviewer of the test, as the parents, the students, and and certainly as the administrator of the test. And so we quickly moved on from Aspire and ACT, the company that designed the Aspire that had previously provided the plan test for uh, preparatory purposes for younger students, moved into a pre-ACT offering, which was much more applicable to our, to our community. And we decided to provide that test to our ninth and 10th graders. So every student at Creighton Durham Hall has the opportunity to take the pre-ACT both in ninth and 10th grade. The test is really intended for 10th graders, and so most of the content is going to be driven for 10th graders, and so keep that in mind as you're reviewing your results, but we found it usable and beneficial for 9th graders to have an initial 
run at the pre-ACT. So I just want to take a few minutes to talk about some of the details of the pre-ACT, why we offer it, and then we'll conclude our time uh, with a conversation with Ms. Young focused on the PSAT. So in looking at the pre-ACT, I just want to talk a little bit about its design and its intended use and um, the desired outcome for it. The pre-ACT, in, in my opinion, is the best option for standardized testing for our ninth and 10th graders because it very closely mirrors the ACT test, which the majority of our students will take for college entrance. The, the scale is 1 to 35 on the pre-ACT, and so it's, it's very close to the th 1 to 36 scale on the ACT, and so the, the norm results are going to very much give a predictive value of how your son or daughter is going to forecast on the actual ACT when they take that typically in their junior year. The pre-ACT is designed to predict the student performance on the ACT, and we really see Creighton-Durham Hall provides that test to ninth and 10th graders under the developmental premise that students will benefit from the results for that information. So when they get the results back, identifying strengths and weaknesses, the results are, are not meant to be concrete or really defined. Just to, I would encourage you to approach the results with a developmental framework in that the expectation is that we will see growth from ninth to 10th grade and then 10th grade into the ACT where they're going to take it. Um, it's just a, it's a snapshot of where the student is on that particular day in October. And what we're really trying to do is look for areas of strength and identify areas that need improvement. So the benefits of taking the pre-ACT from our, from our viewpoint is that the students will gain experience and exposure to the ACT format, the, the layout, the delivery is the exact same as they'll have on the ACT, and the content. While it is a shorter version of the ACT, the test is only two hours long, it's a shorter version of it, it's going to give them a very good indicator of what that day will be like in their junior year. It, uh, another benefit is that it gives us a predictive value toward the ACT. It will give you an estimate range where, based on the results of that test on that particular day, ACT would forecast, a, uh, I think it's usually a four-point range, 22 to 26 or 19 to 23, something along those lines. It also will give us uh, an ability to assess the areas of the strengths that the students have and, and identify the areas of weakness. The expected outcomes from the test offering will be to connect the testing opportunities based on the test results. So once we get the results back, we can, can take a look at, we will keep in the counseling office, we will keep each homeroom's actual test booklets. And when the test results are provided to you, it will give an indication of a breakdown of each subtest and what the answer your son or daughter gave, what the student gave, and then what the actual answer was. So a student could, in theory, go back and review all of that and find out where they made their mistakes. And the, the results, which we'll cover in a different podcast, will be focused, we'll, we'll provide a, uh, an episode which will detail how to read the results and, and exactly what they mean for you and, and your student. Um, another expected outcome is just really to assist movement toward the college readiness benchmarks. 
ACT is normed readiness benchmarks, and this will provide an opportunity to take a look at a comparative piece of information where your student is compared to those benchmarks. Uh, expected outcome is to increase our educational preparation and finally to increase educational opportunities. So let's just take a quick look at what the actual pre-ACT is going to focus on. There are four subtests that will be provided in this specific order. English, math, reading, and science. And they will be delivered in that format. The English portion uh, provides students with passages in which certain phrases or sentences are underlined. Students will then have to choose the best answer to replace the underlined portion or decide that no change is necessary. Topics in the English portion include punctuation, usage, sentence structure, sentence structure and formation, topic development, organization, unity, cohesion, and just a general overall knowledge of the language. The math test covers pre-algebra, algebra, geometry, and coordinate geometry. Unlike the ACT, it does not focus anything on trig at this point in time. The testing portion, students will be allowed to use approved calculators on the exam, and we will provide students with a list of what those calculators are. Important to note, the pre-ACT will not provide any formulas for the student's benefit. Pre-ACT reading uh, will present test takers with several long passages. Questions will include asking about the passage's main idea, the author's purpose, tone, meaning of the words in a context. The, uh, an ACT also classifies these questions into three main categories, key ideas, details, crafts and structure, and then finally integration of knowledge and ideas. The pre-ACT science test is a little bit different than what students may think it might be. However, it's important to stress the science section mostly tests scientific reasoning rather than scientific knowledge. In other words, you only have a few questions about things that you've learned in your science classes, content, information. Mostly, students can expect to see descriptions of experimental setups, scientific hypotheses, as well as charts, graphs, and data information. Topics will include biology, earth and space sciences, chemistry, and physics. Calculators are not permitted on this section. Unlike the ACT, there is no writing portion to the pre-ACT. So the, the school testing day for the 9th and 10th graders will be October 10th. The students will be divided up by their homeroom. They, they will test with their homeroom, which we will go over prior to the test, the all-school testing day. The only exception to that is that if your son or daughter has a learning plan that is written into um, their school profile, they will be given the option to be administered the test under extended time in a different setting. And you will know that. You would, um, I, I've already contacted those families that um, qualify for that opportunity through special testing. One very important note. ACT does not require any documentation to provide extended time or special testing to students on the pre-ACT because there's no end game tied to it. There's no admission or no money tied to the pre-ACT, unlike the PSAT or the ACT. The ACT, to receive accommodation or special testing, you will have to go through their process, and we will detail that at a later date and time. The test will not cost you anything. It's built into the tuition at the school. 
The results generally take six to eight weeks to return and we typically mail them out prior to Christmas break. If you have any further questions on the pre-ACT, the delivery, the intended purpose, or the results when you get them, please feel free to contact your son or daughter's school counselor. All right, so students will be taking the PSAT. Juniors will be taking the PSAT on Wednesday, October 10th for the all-testing day. Um, We'll be testing right away in the morning, and juniors will be released by about noon. Um, They'll be taking four tests throughout the day. Um, We'll be set up testing in homerooms with the teacher proctoring and then another staff monitoring. Uh, Students that are going to be taking it with accommodations, we've already received all their information. And they they would know they would know who they are already. That yeah. process has happened in the beginning of the school year. Beginning of the school year. We and that's based on learning plans. Correct. Students with learning plans, um, we set that up in the fall, early in the fall. Um, the results are going to be sent out in January, um, um, hopefully maybe before that by the end of Christmas break. And we'll um, send an email out to families with that information. So the PSAT is completely different than the than the pre-ACT or the ACT. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on why we offer it? What what value does the junior student have in taking it? The PSAT is the qualifier for the National Merit Scholarship. Right. So typically, that's like the top percentile, the 99th percentile will be in the running. Those kids are are identified at a later point in time. Not many of our juniors slash seniors will take the SAT. Why is that? Uh, Most of our students will take, or all of our students will take the ACT because of the schools that our students go to, generally in the Midwest, and some even on the East and West Coast, they require the ACT and they don't need or require the SAT scores. So it really is is driven by geographic location of where you're going to apply. It's an apples to apples Mm -hmm. piece. Although in in looking at the research for this, I did, the, the number of students that take the ACT and SAT is about the same, about 1.7 million each, which is wow. interesting. I would have thought there were there were more kids taking the ACT. Any parting shots on the PSAT? Uh, students will be billed $16 to their account. That's just going to go through the billing, so they don't need any money on the day of the test. We really are encouraging students to bring pencils, sharpened pencils to have. What about a calculator? And they can use a calculator on one portion of the test, so it would be helpful to have their own calculator. And they'll know what is approved and what isn't. <laughs> this episode gave you a quick overview of what to expect on the all school testing day for your son or daughter or for you as a student why we give the tests what we use them for how we interpret the results what our expected outcomes are what our goals are and how we utilize them as we travel down this pathway toward post-secondary process 
Until next time, go Raiders.